Hello and welcome to another episode of Playing Catch Up with Paul Thomas and me, Tom Bailey. Paul, uh, last time around you picked for me Undertale. Did you want to talk a little bit about why you picked it? Yeah, okay. So I picked this because it is... Um, I don't know what... RP- We've talked a bit about RPGs in the past and I haven't sort of picked that many for you. I know you, you had Final Fantasy before. I don't know if you've ever played anything... Uh, particularly quirky like earthbound um and go on i have not i have not played earthbound despite owning it again it's it's a bit of a pattern but uh okay but yeah 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 so um i thought it would be very good to choose undertale which is a very um uh, modern take on on what earthbound was doing in a lot of ways but also it um it has some really interesting things happening in terms of uh, story, in terms of game, and uh, and and I knew it would be an RPG you could get through quite quickly. I didn't yeah. want to give you something sort of too heavy, um, and equally I think it was such a um, talked-about game when it got released I just thought you need to play this sooner rather than later because you need to hold an opinion and and kind of um, I just thought you need to experience it and and sort of um, try and see it because I think Undertale is quite interesting in that um, and and I'm just going off on a tangent here but um, I I sort of played it only a year ago um, it came out I think maybe two or three years ago actually but I remember. I knew it. I knew it had some cash cachet. I knew it had some some feeling when I saw somebody in in, in my in my hometown with an Undertale bag in the bus station <laughs> and some teenager. And I just thought it, it felt like it had that thing that that happened with um, Nightmare Before Christmas a little bit, where you had a film or you had a thing, and it just kind of snowballed into a bigger thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And became a bit culturally relevant, whether you'd played the game or not. I think is kind of maybe what's happened with Undertale. And I just thought you need to probably just um, experience it. So yeah, excellent. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're right. I haven't played anything quite like this in terms of a quirky style RPG. Not that I can think of. Um, Earthbound was was that Super Nintendo originally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't have a, yeah, a snares I think at the it was time. Ninety five, ninety six. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't have the console. Um, so yeah, I own it now. I think it was available on Wii U uh, a while ago and picked it up and haven't got around to it yet. But but yeah, obviously aware of the the um, the fandom behind that series. Um, and then yes, very very aware of the online kind of. Um, uh, Hysteria is that too strong for Undertale? It seemed to be everywhere for nah, a while. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I do think it coloured my judgment of this. I think that's why I hadn't played this for a long time. I think we've spoken a little bit before around um, either having sort of huge expectations for a game or maybe coming in with that <laughs> kind of lower expectation because of that. I don't know. I think I'm quite weird. If somebody, if it's not a type of game that I'm already looking forward to, if I hear over and over and over again, how amazing game X is and how you've got to play this game, it kind of puts me off a little bit. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that was the, the deal here. And I think that definitely 
colored my judgment of the of the opening hour or so of this um i thought it was going to be a little bit too try hard with the writing uh, a little bit overly quirky um but uh i think i i very quickly came around to it after that once i settled into it it's definitely the right side of quirky i thought there was some some genuinely funny moments throughout i thought the the characterization of these these different guys i should go into the the kind of general gist of the game um so your character is a human that's fallen to the underground um which is kind of below the surface of the earth where monsters were banished uh many years ago after war broke out between humans and monsters and you're trying to get back home and along the way, you meet a variety of, of monsters. Uh, and while in a traditional RPG, of course, your only real course of action is, is to fight those opponents. Uh, in Undertale, there's always a choice, which I think is the, is the key component behind the game here. You can you can battle them head on, or you can try and work out a way to resolve the dispute peacefully. Uh, whether you're talking to to trying to talk them around, or whether you take some other course of action to to try and um, resolve that dispute. Uh, and it's in finding those those numerous ways in which to avoid conflict, particularly against the the bosses, that, that the game I found really came into its own. Um, and whether you're looking to attack or, or looking to avoid those fights, as I say, each encounter plays out um, in a slightly different way, depending on who you're fighting. Um, they've all got different types of attacks, and they're all kind of um, variations on almost bullet hell minigames. Um, mm, which definitely. Is, I mean, that if somebody said that to me, that would make it sound a lot harder than the game actually is for the most part. Um, but they are, they are kind of mini, almost warrior aware versions of, of those types of those games for, for each individual monster type or, or um, opponent. Um, and those were fantastic. Uh, just the variety on display uh, and the way some of them play out. If you take different actions, as I say, are, are, are really, really clever. Um, and what's also really clever about the game is um, the way it reacts to what you've done previously, whether you're going for a second playthrough. So I, I've I've played through it once. Um, basically, it makes it very clear early on, which I was surprised about, that um, the kind of true way to play this, if you like, the intended way to play this is is to avoid conflict. And obviously, I'd heard before playing it that this, this was an option, but I thought that was going to be something that you, you come to on a second or third playthrough, maybe. Um I think I probably should have listened to the game and, and done that the first time around. Um, but really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I actually did, I, I decided to, to fight everything I came across. I didn't go out of my way to find stuff to fight, but everything I came across, I, I fought the first time through. Um, and it was enjoyable enough, but I think having now played through again, uh, trying to avoid conflict throughout uh, probably a good two thirds of the game. I'm through for the second time. Um, I'm finding the challenge of, of I mean, uh, challenge is probably too strong a word. It, it's still not difficult for the most part, um, but finding those quirks of how to actually avoid, uh, avoid true battle with, with the opponents is, is, is really enjoyable. Okay. Um, okay. I think I, th- right. So I, I've only played it through once. Yeah. And I just played it in a normal sort of way. Um, yeah. And I knew, again, like you say, it makes it quite obvious actually early on, like you say, whether you should uh, fight or, 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 I don't know what the other, what's the opposite? It's not flee, is it? It's, uh, well, yeah, well, you, you can I, flee actually, can't you, from, from a lot of them um, or attempt to. You can, but, uh, yeah. Uh, spare yeah. Is, is the, the main course of action that you, you're oh, looking yes, to get it. to. Um, but there are obviously several different things you need to, to get to that scenario with, with many different types. Yeah, sure. 
And I think I, I'm sure I said to you though that I didn't think you needed to sort of do that perfect run the first time. And mm. my understanding is, and it'd be interesting to know what what it is and uh, how you find in this second run because. I did a little bit. I did a sort of maybe an hour of it, but I, I did look for a guide on it because um, it seemed very implicit to me that you might not, you might mess it up if that makes sense. Mm. Um, because effectively, I, I mean, I've jumped in, but um, effectively, you've got three sort of endpoints. You've got kind of a a mixed run, I suppose, where you you kind of maybe flee with some, uh, spare some and kill some, yeah. and you've got a completely sort of evil run where you kill everything, yeah. and you have a really good run where you spare everyone. Um, but to get to those states on either side that isn't the middle, I think is quite difficult. Yes, and I think I'd be interested to know whether you're using a guide because I get the feeling it's quite easy to mess up. Um, but Equally, I'm not surprised that you are enjoying sparing because it plays stronger, more strongly on the puzzle element, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, you're absolutely right in terms of, um, it being hard going in both directions. So I had assumed I'd done, I think, what the game term, terms a genocide run. Um, but because I killed everything I came across, but, um, having read up on it afterwards, I, I got a mixed ending. And I think to actually, claim that type of ending um you need to seek out every single random battle in an area um which obviously i wasn't doing i was just i was i was exploring but i wasn't you know trying to make sure i'd mopped up absolutely every single enemy um and on on the other side i am following a guy but that is i'm not looking at it when it comes to fighting um i'm trying to work the fights out for myself but just in terms of getting through the non-essential parts um, as quickly as possible okay um gotcha yeah. Uh, that that is what I'm using it for, but um, I'm now paranoid that I might have missed something that I, I needed to do. So I'm, you I'm, might have done, yeah. yeah, yeah, you might have done, yeah. And, okay. and that's why I didn't want you to go down that route because I thought if you do that from the start, and then you, I think it would have really frustrated you yeah. because then you would have gone, well, oh, if I knew that, then I would have done, you know, create. You would have done something different. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, I think yeah. That's why I wanted you to just enjoy it on its own terms the first time and just work it out yeah. rather than going. You know, oh no, I'm I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I did. You know, I didn't consult anything going through the first time, but I I do think I probably would have enjoyed. Um, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the game once I got into it. As I say, I do think my my feelings on it were were clouded by thinking, you know, oh, everyone's saying how brilliant this is. I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much as them. And actually, I think uh, I was wrong to go in with that attitude because. There is some great writing in here. Some of the characterization of the different uh, the different monsters you come across is great, and there's like I said, there's some genuinely amusing moments along the way. And um, I think the the music is is really delightfully off kilter in places. There's there's one track in particular that gives me huge Monkey Island vibes, which is a, a great thing for me. It's one of my favorite ever games. So um, yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes into this that. Um, it earns that kind of quirky tag, if you see what I mean. It's not, um, it's not try hard as I, as I thought it was. I think it's, it's just been, it's got character, and um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But um, yeah, I, I really got on board uh, after that initial, you know, period of not being quite sure. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'm, I will definitely continue playing through. Um, this kind of pacifist run, and and I will double check to see if I've missed anything because that that will be 
really annoying if I have. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in trying out, um, Deltarune, which is, uh, obviously the episodic follow up. He, he's put together, uh, Toby Fox, isn't it? We, I don't think we've mentioned the, the developer's name. Um, no. So not just the developer. Well, no, no, he did, he did pretty much everything, didn't he? Yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah. 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 Which, which is, um, yeah, I think for one man, uh, game, it's just, I think it's mind boggling. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I think a lot of games, even when they're small, maybe outsource the, the sound. I think there's some additional art done by, um, Temi, who I think he's done stuff with before. Yes. This, this female artist. But in the main, it's all him. Um, which, yeah. Um, and, 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 I suppose. Do you do you know where all of this came from? And do you know it was a Kickstarter game? And I didn't realise actually. No, no, I had no idea. So yeah, it was a Kickstarter game. I think he did. I think he was doing music for some web show or something. I think I, I haven't done tons and tons of reading up, but I think people were interested in his music, maybe not his game. And he did this as a Kickstarter to see if he could do it more or less. Yeah. He didn't know if he could make a game by himself. So he set this up and he went, well, I want to make it. Um, and he tried to do it as, I think what happened, if I remember rightly, he was using Game Maker and he figured out how to do battle systems through Game Maker to do his whole fleeing mechanic and the bullet sort of hell elements. And so once he had that, the rest kind of naturally followed on from that. Um, he did a lot of it in black and white because... He didn't want to deal with colour and he didn't want to deal with animation too much. And <laughs> he just wanted to make sure he could actually do it. It was literally a case of him going, I just want to make sure I can do this game. Um, yeah. And I think the Kickstarter goal was reached by 1,200%. Wow. Okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, he did quite well on that. And then I think it took him two 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 and a half years to make. Um, but I think that's when it really blew up is when it actually got released. Yeah. Um, and... I don't. I don't believe anybody thought it would. Um, so it's quite interesting, and I think I think there are internet things there in the writing. But mm. I, I'm not close enough to a lot of that to really understand that and to sort of pick up on that. Um, yeah. How how did you find the humour then? Yeah, you, I, you I touched on it slightly. Yeah, I, I, I it really clicked with me eventually. But like I say, I, I think a couple of the early encounters, I just thought this is going to be too self-consciously wacky for my tastes. Um, but I ended up really buying into it relatively quickly after that. But yeah, the, the, it's fair to say at first. I, Was I, there a I moment? I think um, the two Skeleton Brothers. Yes. With, with the puns. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> yes. was all over that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So yeah, 100%. I, I, I was totally on board at that point. Uh, and yes. then, uh, and then having gone back through again, I, I, you know, that opening part was totally fine. As I say, it was completely my prejudice of, oh, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a bit above this game. I'm totally not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, no, the humor definitely hit home for me in the end. It was, uh, it was really good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think, I think it is a, I don't think it's for everybody. I think you said that before. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I would say some of it didn't land with me. Yeah. I think I I think at some level I I thought it would be funnier, but right. I just I do find 
comedy in games very difficult anyway. I think I think we might have mentioned this maybe with Monkey Island and things like that. And yeah. um, a lot of that never sort of lands fully with me. But this, uh, and, and some of it's just humorous rather than funny. Yes. And I think that's different. Whereas this was genuinely funny at times. Um, yeah. And particularly those two and particularly the way they would disregard bits of the game and things like that. Yeah, that yeah. was the stuff that kind of got to me the most was the breaking of the game. And and that was the one thing throughout that... The, the thing that I like the most about this isn't the battle mechanic or, or anything. It is the breaking of the universe and the game. It's... Uh, the, the thing that came across most was I've played so many RPGs and you get used to this idea of you walk around on a world map and then you have a battle and you have your you know your options and then they maybe open up in certain ways you get more skills and what have you yeah this just broke that you go into battles and the battles break like they they break <laughs> they yeah. don't they don't play out as a normal battle and i i don't know i find that really it was just exciting because yeah. every battle you're kind of like I don't actually know what's going to happen next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the one thing that really got me because I was like, I'm doing these battles and they play out like stories. The battles play out like narratives Yeah, in a way that I've never seen in an RPG ever. So that was, that was the, that was the crux for me. And some of those bosses are just amazing. Yeah. Like, just brilliant. I, I, I can't remember all of them. It's been a while, but I really liked the ghost. I remember him. And yes. there's a, is there is there a motorcycle? Is there also something like that at one point? There's one where it it, it grows. I think it gets big. There's one where the, there's there's something where I can't remember exactly, but it you end up. Yeah, I don't want to spoil things. No, no, because it's so it's so inventive with the way it takes these battles forward. But. Um, yeah, there's, there that was, was the one thing. What, yeah, there's one later in the game for me. Again, don't want to spoil too much, but there's one. There's a, there's a kind of self-aware sentient robot that hosts a TV show, and there's there's a whole. Oh yes, based yeah, 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 yeah. I that, forgot about that. Great again, yeah, just yeah. Completely. That's that's really good. Yeah, complete <laughs> swerve from what was going on before, and and going back to the. It's not a battle, but going back to the the skeleton guys, the, the repeating theme of of one of them having set up. Like a, a, yes. a foolproof trap for you that that just this, yeah, ends yeah, up. Yeah. This is going to be really, really time. difficult. It's going to be a mental <laughs> yeah. puzzle. It's going to stump you for hours. And you're yeah. not going to get to the end of the game. And it's like, and there's there's always a payoff with those, yeah. which uh, yeah, yeah, no. works really well. And they use the font sizes as well to exp- do sort of um, different emotions and things yes. and different yeah, characterizations absolutely. and. All of that was just kind of um, what got me, and and I think as well the music you mentioned is just wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the, it's some amazing chip tune stuff on there that he's pulled together. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you um, did you play it over a short period of time? Because I think I was quite. I was trying to push you to sort of 
finish it quickly and do it in as few playthroughs as possible. Yeah, I did. I did uh, the first playthrough. I did in a, in two or three sessions. I think uh, over you know within a few nights of each other, um, and then I started my second playthrough. And then it's been a little while, and only this weekend actually I've gone back to it. But um, I'm glad I did because I, I will definitely play through to the end of that again. Um, and and as I say, really keen to to check out Delta Rune. And you've played the first episode of that, haven't you? Is it, does it hold up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, th- th- I mean, there's more to be said about Deltarune and how that fits with Undertale. Okay, okay. It's diff. It's different, but it's similar. If that right. makes sense. Okay. Um, I don't know if you figured that Deltarune is a anagram yes. of Undertale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I would say the more you've enjoyed. Undertale, the longer I would leave it to play Delta Room. Okay, fair enough. In my very cryptic manner. <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm... maybe we want to talk about Delta Room at another point because, um, yes, there are certain sort of things that, you, yeah, there are. That it's it's different, but it's similar. So I think, okay. um, I think you would enjoy it. Um, I again, I played that very quickly though. I think, I th- think it was. Almost one session, right? It's not very long. Yeah, okay. It's long. Well, it's longer than you think. I think it's about four hours in total. I think. Um, so, uh, yeah. The only the only thing that did bug me a little bit about Undertale, I don't know if it bugged you, was just the very linear nature of the world. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't did bother me. Bother to be honest, it didn't bother me that much. I think because it's a relatively short game, as you say, I don't think that had time, you know, the time to 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 get to me. But I do, I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, it it is a it is a linear game in that respect. Yeah, it's very very linear. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it, it's fine. I think it does what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, it, it it it's not that. It's not like it's a lesser game because of that nature. I think you know it's quite purposefully set up that way, and and um, I think as well he didn't. I think he wanted people to get through the game. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, you mentioned the bullet sort of hell sort of stuff, and um, I think at times that gets a little bit hard. Um, oh, it definitely does. T- towards the end, I, 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 when I said not as hard as that, as that sounds, I mean in in the general battles, it's. They're relatively easy, but yeah, definitely towards the end, I thought actually I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Um, yes, but yeah, it just a bit I of perseverance is, is needed for sure. Yeah, I felt that, and and I did think hmm, maybe this is a little bit, a little, you know, it's maybe placed a little bit too hard for people. Mm. But um, I, I would hope that most people can get through this and play through it. But um, I think this is a bona fide classic. Mm-hmm. I think this is. Um, I, I think this it, for, for the reasons of it being short, accessible, etc. I think that makes it better than sort of um, Mother Series and Earthbound because um, those are just very traditional RPGs underneath it, whereas this just does very new things. And I think this. I think there's a few things going for it. One is sort of that uniqueness, and two is the fact that it was just a singular endeavor and made in Game Maker. I think it just proves how um, democratic game making is now. You know yeah. that, that something like this can be one of the biggest 
games out there. I think it won multiple games of the year, the year it came out. Um, but I think it's a game that people will continue to go back to because there's nothing to age it. There's nothing to kind of tie it down to a, uh, a, a you know, um, the graphical style is, is going to always hold up yeah. um, and the gameplay is always going to hold up. So I think it's, I think it's a real timeless. Um, I think what's also really interesting is um, how, um, how popular this got in Japan as well. Um, it has okay. quite a following in Japan, which is always quite neat when you get a game that's clearly influenced by Japan in the first place, made by mm-hmm. Western, and then kind of um, selling it back to them in some sense. But um, um, yeah, apparently they all like it over there as well. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I didn't realise that. That's, that's great. Good stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really pleased to have played it. Like I say, I think um, it would have been a long time yet before I would have got round to it. Um, so I'm glad you picked it for me. And uh, cool. yeah, perhaps I'll have a break then for before I give Delta in a go. But I must remember to get to that eventually, and we can perhaps have a chat about it on a future episode, as you say. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I would leave. I would definitely leave it a little bit because I just think you might. I think the the, the worry I would have is that you will. It, it'll feel very over familiar. I think in terms yeah. of. Do you know what I mean? It's just in terms yes. of. Although it's different, I just think it's good to kind of break these things up, and I think you'll appreciate it more with with not just going straight into it. If I'm honest. Okay. Okay, like everybody excellent. else, because everybody else had to wait for this, so I think you should have yeah, to wait for it. That's quite right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excellent. Right. So, the game I picked for you last time was Siphon Filter, um, released twenty years ago. God, that is depressing. Uh, on the original PlayStation, uh, developed by Idetic, who I didn't realise, but are now Ben Studio, I believe. Third-person action adventure, and you said last time out, <laughs> you kind of exclaimed when I when I revealed what you were going to be playing next that you thought it was going to be very very <laughs> similar to Metal Gear Solid, which you'd played through uh, last time out. Uh, did it turn out that way? Um, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? <laughs> Go on. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Um. We had. You, 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 um, you got a few texts from me about this one, didn't you? Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Flipping hell. Flipping hell. Okay. Siphon filter. What can I say? <sighs> so, as you say, um, 20 years old, February 1999, it came out. Uh, this is a, um, stealth action game, probably yeah. equal parts, I would say. Um, you play as Gabe Logan. Who seems to be some um, special forces person? I suppose a bit like James Bond or yep. siphon filter guy, something like that. Um, there is a plot with some chemical warfare. I'll be honest, I can't really remember the plot because <laughs> it didn't hit me at all. Yep. I skipped most of the cutscenes on this. Because it just felt very generic, which is fine. It was yeah. okay. It was just sort of window dressing. But yes, it's very much a game where you go from location to location. Um, you have a big chief guy who kind of gives an outline before the missions um, to you, your main guy. You have a woman uh, um, colleague who you speak to on your little comms thing, which is very much like Metal Gear. Mm. She's Chinese, again, very much like Metal Gear. Um <laughs> And you go around the world, like I say, doing different things, might be diffusing bombs, 
and tracking down terrorists. There seems to be two main characters in this that you you sort of fight against. Um, again, I only know this because the game talks about it as you play. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, but there's a guy called Fagan. And I can't remember the other guy. There's another main guy. Can you remember? I bet you can't. Uh, so I know who the final guy you fight is purely because because it's 20 years since I played this. I I, I thought I'd better watch Did you read some gameplay. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched the first mission being played through to, to familiarise myself with it and then skip through a bit and then watch the final boss as well. Uh, so there's a guy called Roma at the end. Oh, uh, Roma, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah, Fagan and Roma, that's yeah. right. So you hear these talked about chatter-wise and it does the thing... You know, uh, again, like a bit like Metal Gear, it'll pause at a certain time. Instead of doing the Kodak where you pause the screen, you see the writing and the talking, he kind of sits down and crouches and puts his uh, hand to his ear. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's the whole, it, it, it's a good mechanic. And, and you know, um, both of those games kind of set that way of storytelling, I think, where you get story while you're playing. Yeah. And then it blends into the sort of overall narrative. I think the zenith of this with Gears of War. I've mentioned it before, where it kind of literally stops you to walk slow. It doesn't do this, at least it pauses it and does that. But yeah, they talk about Fagan, they talk about Roma. I don't know how they work. I guess they were rival terrorist factions. There's a bit of subterfuge going on. I think there's all like, oh, you're really behind this, and we didn't realise, oh, right, okay, I'm going to save the day, blah, blah, blah. It's what you expect. It's nothing... um, What's the word? It's nothing groundbreaking. The game put me off straight away with the first cutscene uh, before the game started. I laughed at the faces. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the seen the CGI on this, but the CGI is flipping terrible. Yeah. They have flat faces. They have <laughs> yeah. no face. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> it is cheap. It is so cheap. I don't, I don't so remember cheap. it being bad at the time, but yeah, having watched uh, having watched it today, yeah, it definitely stood out. To oh me. my word. I laughed so hard at that, that first. I thought, what the hell is this? The other thing is, I think this came out really close to Metal Gear. Now, I'm, I'm jumping around a bit here. I don't mind. But it, it Metal Gear didn't feel dated to me when I played that. Yeah. But this really does feel dated. And the, the overriding feeling was, blimey, time has passed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I could not believe like just how <sighs> things you take for granted, I suppose, is what I would say. I just I found it astonishing just how difficult some of it was or how antiquated some of it was. Um just in really small ways, like um just I think the biggest thing was the the controls at the start. I so I went into the first level, it's third person action. And I'm just used to things being quite snappy, quick. Your character, you move, it responds, it, you stop moving it. But this has almost a floatiness to it and an imposition to it. You seem to always be bobbing around almost left to right, it feels like. And I found it very difficult to run in a straight line. It felt like you were constantly sort of swinging around the place in terms of your view, um, which made aiming an absolute nightmare to start with um and i just thought these are really difficult controls like i'm just so used to 
um, and, and just seeing her or coming to a standstill quickly, you know, stop moving. It seems to sort of carry on with momentum. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's purposeful. It probably is to a certain degree, but I just found that so difficult to go back to. I just thought, wow, this is this is astonishing. And the first level just was like, I thought, what the flipping hell am I doing playing this game in 2019? <laughs> That's all I could think. I thought, what have I got myself into? Um, yeah, it did not leave a good first impression at okay. all. Um, it's not analog control. Didn't realise that. Um, it's D-pad, um, right. which, again, hard on the fingers, especially yeah. for a third-person action one. I had it set up in such a way, um, because I'm sort of, the way I'm emulating this, I could sort of switch it to analog, and that helped Right. Uh, quite a lot just in terms of sort of um you know sort of comfort but i didn't really um i, I knew again it just led to that disconnect between the controls and and responsiveness it just always felt sort of slightly out so because it's a non analog game it doesn't have um dual stick so it doesn't have third third mm. um third person camera so camera is done on the um l2 and r2 buttons um Again, you just get so used to the idea of, especially with third-person action games, to use the camera to aim. And because you don't have that, it just, honestly, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, just hard. Yeah. And then I, and so I was doing this, I was playing, it was very action-focused. The first level was quite easy just to literally bomb around, yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. Literally run around and kind of shoot at them, kind of not, almost almost swinging my cursor sort of back and forth over maybe where the enemy was. Um, I did feel like maybe I'm playing this game wrong. I should be more stealthy. But you were very clear it's not a stealth game, and I don't think it is. And I think I was playing it right, but there is some nuance to the controls, which is um, the game wants you a little bit to um, zoom in and aim properly and stand on the spot a little bit. Yeah. And um, there is a mechanic in this, and I, th- I, I'm hesitant to give it more praise than it's due, which is the L1 button, which basically is an auto lock on. Um, so if you hold that, your camera view will switch directly to where the nearest enemy is. Yeah. So if they're up on a roof, it'll suddenly sort of look upwards. If they're behind you, it'll literally swing right behind you. Um, and so if you do that and you start shooting, you've got more chance of killing them. It won't do a headshot, but it will sort of kill them uh, quite easily. And so for the assault rifles, that was a good way of doing it. The way the game sort of adjusts for that is that it has this third... It's kind of got your health bar, it's got your ammo... And then it's got a bar that is aim or danger, I think. Oh, no, I think it's two. There's a danger bar and there's an aim bar. So the danger bar, if that gets filled up, that means the enemy has kind of got a lock on you. Yeah. So if it's flashing red, you're going to get shot and you're possibly going to die. So you might want to get behind cover or just run away or whatever. Um, but the bottom one is how good your, your lock on is. And so the bigger the green bar is, the more likely it is you're going to get a shot that's on target. Um, and that works quite well. I still think that is pure fluke, that mechanic. <laughs> I do not think they really designed that. I think they designed this game and went, shit, if you walk around and do manual lock-on, no one's going to shoot a fucking thing in this game. <laughs> Genuinely what I think. 
but it worked. It was a good sticky plaster, I think, on the combat. Yeah. Can you remember all this from playing? Right, so my memory of this game is quite different to what I experienced when I watched that first level through. So as you say, it's quite <laughs> almost kind of run and gun, isn't it? That first level, you, you kind of yeah. can blast through yeah, they're it. Kind of popping, they're popping out everywhere. And, and again, what surprised me, because I thought, well, if you need to take it stealthy, I'll pick them all off, which I tried to do. Yeah. They, they, they come continuously. They don't, they don't die. Yeah. They, they respawn. So I think you have to run through a lot of these areas at the start. Yeah. So, so my memory, I think, is more of some of the later levels, which are a little bit more stealthy. So my abiding memory of this game, I remember really enjoying the game at the time I played it. Um, and I think there were a few reasons for that. One was I found pulling off headshots with the silence pistol incredibly satisfying when I got it to work. Um and I, f- I found a knack for doing that, um, but I remember it being quite what well, I think I remember it being quite tough to master. Um, but once I kind of got into the groove of that, I found it incredibly satisfying in the, in the more st- kind of stealthy missions. I remember the taser being incredibly brutal. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you use that weapon at all. Um, and I also yeah. remember it being a game that possibly started my fascination with shooting out lights as you go through levels. Uh, obviously splinter okay. cell kind of brought that in in a massive way as well a bit later on um but those are the three things that i really really remember about this game right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean it's aged it genuinely oh, yeah. has aged yeah, yeah. and i think i think it's just uh, that that's it just surprises me like, like i say when you get this in metal gear and you compare them they, they, they came out really close i read something that suggested that safer field filter wasn't um, influenced by Metal Gear, but I can't see how that can be not the case. Mm. There are too many similarities across the board in some of this stuff. I mean, it does take a different approach, sure, but some of it is weird. I mean, there's a I'm jump again jumping ahead. There's a boss where you fight a chopper on a rooftop. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that... the same flipping boss. <laughs> how can that not be influenced by Metal Gear? The comms and all of that, it's the same. You've got a Chinese person you speak to who gives you advice on the flipping phone. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, I think they're talking out their backside on that one. Um, <laughs> so I, I had problems really at the start and then it didn't get better. Um, I got really stuck on the first level because right. I just picked up the game and I didn't realise you could vault things. <laughs> the triangle <button. laughs> right okay yeah yeah so i literally got stuck and i realized this is I, 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 one of my first complaints that i wrote down was like there are all these like inch high walls that i can't climb over and then i figured out how you could climb over uh, amazing <laughs> uh, that's great so it does do proper platforming at certain times and yeah. he is quite agile and i didn't realize that i was completely stuck to the ground i thought it's a ground-based game but no he can climb. He can do sort of boxes that are quite high, uh, maybe yeah. sort of maybe double your height, and he can do the shimmy along the pipes and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, and that comes in as you play through the levels, and 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 it does quite nice things with that, but it's problematic, and I'll come to that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the other thing I found is that sometimes the game was really unclear on objectives, right. and it happened on the first level. And it happened throughout the game where I was 
looking at the objective list and I could not figure out either what I'd done or what I'd done wrong or where the objective was. It has a real problem at visual uh, design throughout the idea of knowing that is an objective that you can in, an object you can interact with or something that you need to do something with. It has very big issues with communicating that throughout. I just again, it's very bad for me to criticize a game that's so old to kind of make that point, but it does it so frequently that I just it just frustrated me. It happened quite a lot on the second level as well, where you ended up so the second level so the first sort of three or four levels it does this quite a lot it kind of groups them under umbrella i would say of levels which is nice it doesn't it doesn't create massive long big areas very often it kind of it does keep them quite short and small and then the the next level might literally continue from the end point of the last one yeah and so the so the first area is all in washington so the first bit is outside and then you go underground and you go on a subway area. Mm. And then after that, you go through a park. So it kind of joins them up, but it doesn't kind of make it all open plan, which I which I appreciated because then that did keep the objectives quite clean. But there was real issues with um, the second level, which is underground with the, um, with the trains. The trains yes. will run you and kill you in one hit <laughs> yeah. if you get hit by them. There are lots of instant death moments throughout where if you touch fire at all you are dead and on the start of that level there's a fire dude who runs towards you and even when his body is dead on the ground if you touch even the like the single pixel of it you'll you'll die so things like that really graded and and that second level is a real problem with frame rate the frame rate just crashes because i think the flames i think it's too much for the playstation and it just it just kills it there's a lot of platforming on that one where you're kind of going up and down on sort of layers. If you drop too far, you'll die. It's really difficult to know what you can climb on and what you can't climb on on that level. And so that's what I mean about visual design. It was very difficult to understand potentially where to go next in the levels. Um, even diffusing the bombs, I found very difficult to figure out exactly how to do some of this stuff. It was not clear at all. So that level frustrated me. <laughs> Yeah. Then we get to the third level. Oh my god, <laughs> this is the one. So I, I so, sorry, I do those levels, and and then um, there's uh, I, I sort of get to the sorry, I get to the park. The park level wasn't as bad, um, and then I think there's a boss. The boss was just sort of close range encounters where you just shoot like because he's shooting and I'm shooting, and and that's the other thing because of the way the lock on works. You find um, conversely that. You know, you you would think that the best way to take some of these close range encounters on would be to stay in cover, pop your head in and out, you know, stay at distance. No, the best thing to go really, really close to them and let the camera just not figure out how to lock on properly because they won't be able to aim at you and you won't be able to aim at them. And you end up doing this weird dance where you kind of, because you can't circle strafe each other properly, you say, because you don't have two sticks. So you just do this weird bumping into each other and that. I found was the best way of taking on nearly all the bosses which were on foot. Anyway, right. so so this third level is the is the James Bond level. I would say this is the one where it's sneaky, sneaky time. Uh, so the stealth came eventually. Um, this one is um, Fagan is heading. 
the words were to the effect of Fagan is heading for the Stonehenge exhibition. Um, Follow him there, but make sure you don't get seen. Uh, I was just like, great, brilliant. This this is it. This is the this is the stealth mission. So, um, yeah, you start at the bottom of the staircase. He's kind of up in the distance. I, 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 this was the point. This was it. This was this was the one point. The entire time we've done this, I thought I might have to give up. <laughs> I might have to throw in the towel because. It took me. It took me weeks to beat this level. Um, I I got really stuck. Um, I can't do stealth at the best of times, but I just, I just. Oh my lord! I mean, I was so silent pistol and doing the headshots, like you mentioned, which yeah. is very satisfying, and and that is one of the positive points I'll come to a bit later on. Is that is some of that, but. Just being in and out of are you seen or not seen was just an absolute nightmare on this level where I would think I was not being seen and I would be seen. But the bigger problem, and so this, you know, I think you you follow two or three of them. There's two or three guards at the start that you can kind of get past. Um, And there's another one which is kind of off to the distance. And and I never understand stealth. The, The problem I have with stealth and stuff like this is that it doesn't matter if I'm standing or crouched. As long as I'm not moving or making a sound and I'm at a certain distance, I can kill them. But they must be able to see me because I can see them. I don't get it. I genuinely don't get this about stealth games anyway. So, and you can lean in and out and I did some leaning and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And and there's a bit. And and then, so there's three or four of them and I'm following, following this guy for, you know, four minutes or so. And then there's a guy that kind of goes left to right behind two pillars and he just follows on a loop. And that's all right. And I, I can understand why I can take him out because he's sort of flacing. And then you go around the corner and you follow him and you cannot wait in that main area because you have to walk so far forward before it triggers the next person to turn up around the corner. So... I have to walk far enough to trigger him and then I have to run backwards because if I stay where I am, I'm going to get spotted straight away. I just thought, that's bad, bad game mm. design. So I do that, I go back, I get my aim ready, blah, blah, blah. And then round the next corner, there is literally a guard that can see you straight away as soon as you pop your head out. And that was the one that got me the most. I must have died... For, I must have tried this 40 times. Wow, okay. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Um, it was very frustrating. Um, I, I don't know how he ever ended up doing it. I, th- I just think I remember speaking to you actually, and then and then I thought I'm going to have another go, and I just uh, the, the last guard. I spent like twenty minutes just lining up my shot and just making <laughs> sure it's just ridiculous. And some of it is that head sh- is that aiming and and the headshot stuff, and it it. That works really well in the and 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 to explain this, this is another is the other way of aiming, which is down the sights, which works really nice. And what's really nice about the game is that when you get a head when you're lined up for a headshot, it will literally say the word headshot. So if you shoot at that point, you know it's guaranteed, and that feels quite satisfying. It reminded me a bit of binary domain popping heads in somewhere, not as precise, not as fun, but it had that feeling of 
feeling like a badass, you know, that I'm popping heads. But because these targets were all moving, it was so real. It was really difficult to always get it right. And knowing that if I shoot and miss, I basically set them off and it's fail fail state because it's stealth and there's no there's no grey. You know, yeah. the thing that was okay about Metal Gear, and I think I mentioned this before, I found it really flexible with its cell system. If if I got spotted, I'd just run away, hide for a bit. The count would go down, and I could go back in. On this, if you get spotted, it's it's mission failed, and so I just couldn't deal with it. And because of the way I couldn't tell what was aiming at me, what could, wasn't, it just yeah, that level just I mean almost broke me. In all honesty, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't Do you sound remember like fun. this level? I, I remember the level now, definitely. Uh, definitely remember, and I really remember now. Now that you mention it, the subway mission with the burning guy running at you right at the start. I, <laughs> I must have had to restart that lot. So that is really vivid memory now that you mention that. Um, so yeah, I think this. I must have found this a hard game as well. But I, I think I've forgotten all that in the in the twenty years since, um, because I only have positive memories of the game. Um, but I must have had some of the same frustration as you did. Um, and maybe it was a time when I was a poor student and I couldn't afford to be buying lots of games. So maybe that's, that's why I didn't mind so much that, that I was having to spend a lot of time on, on a single level. But yeah, that sounds like a, a really maddening experience. If it was literally kind of 40 odd times to, to get through, that's, that's not fun. No. And, and, and it, because it was like I had to crouch the entire time. So I just, I don't know. It just felt, you know, sometimes I would go too fast because I was trying to keep up with him and then I'd get spotted and sometimes I'd be keeping my distance. And in the end, you just, I just figured out a way of doing all of them. But it was, it was the fact that I'd already done four or five guards and figured them all out. And it was just these last two. It's the last two. The one, the one that really bugged me was the one that would just pop around around the corner because then you have to run away from them. And there's, because of the controls, there's, there's, he can't turn on the spot almost. He kind of swings round like a tank, and yes, yeah, he leans into corners. That's what he does, almost like a, a motorbike. That's yeah. what he's. That's what the controls are like, and and just so you have to do that, and then I have to get myself in the spot that I want to be to line up properly. It's just a nightmare at times, and if they're walking towards you, you can't then set the height of your cursor ready for the height of where the headshot is because. You know, he will. You know, it'll be rising or falling in terms of the height. So it was just, it's just very difficult. And um, there was nothing else as bad as that. That was literally the only mission that was as stealth. Like there was one later on on a snow level that was also fairly stealthy. But um, I think I think the fact that I'd already done that previous one, plus on that one they gave you these grenades the um almost like smoke grenades which would take them out so you could literally just do your you know fuzzy lock on that i mentioned before that does the camera just whack it and run away and that would kill them off yeah i think they were like nerve gas grenades yes so it was an easy way of taking them out so there was there was more options at that point whereas this was literally silence pistol that's all you've got so hey ho i mean like i say it 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 I'm sounding really negative. The game for me, I think I've already mentioned all the games that it kind of reminded me of, but it is a middle point between sort of Metal Gear Solid, Tomb Raider, GoldenEye. It has that sort of um, that platforming precision that that Tomb Raider 
really wanted in you know back in the day as well which was lining yourself up properly with jumps and, and mm. movements and things it has that it has some of the plot points some of the narrative some of the espionage i think even the missile i think there's a missile in this i'm pretty sure you know yeah there is there's a missile that's about to go off you know there's a lot of stuff that's like that that that's that's very similar to metal gear in terms of plot points and then goldeneye obviously i mean the idea that each mission has uh, different objectives felt very much like goldeneye um I, i think it's probably closer to goldeneye than metal gear in a lot of sense um and having played perfect dark maybe maybe four or five years ago. I remember that was quite frustrating in a lot of ways as well. So, you know, I don't think this is unique. I think, I think, I think these sort of, this genre of game at the time was trying to figure out how to do things, wasn't it? It was trying to figure out its place and how to make some of these mechanics work. Um, I think you just forget, you forget how, um, how far these games have come, and 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 how much they had to figure out, I suppose. And three D was such a new sort of, you know, boundary. Mm. I just, it's just, it is nineteen ninety nine as well. That's the other side of it, which is a very it's late for PlayStation in my head. That's not an early PlayStation game. That's three four years down the line. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the other stuff, I've got a, check, a couple of other things to check off here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, floaty feel. I mentioned what's like ants in his pants. Um, <laughs> murky textures, poorly defined characters, bad checkpoints, bad checkpoints throughout. Um, you can end up in really dodgy situations with low ammo, not being able to do things. But then the bigger, the, the biggest one that really killed some of the later stuff, linear level backtracking. It, this is what I mean about sort of objectives. It would tell you maybe, you know, poison. 12 scientists but it won't show you on the map where they are and the objectives are almost there's almost an order to them sometimes so there was one level in particular where i got literally to the end and it said uh not object all objectives met and it took me about 30 minutes to backtrack through the level to get to the point where i needed to get to the person okay yeah including some real tricky so this was it was a really nice level actually it was on top of like a cathedral i don't know if you remember this this sort of like you know really old gothic sort of cathedral and it's got these stained glass windows and it's it's very linear this level not all the levels are as linear as this but it's really linear there's a lot of platforming high up almost like jumping from not chandelier to chandelier but that sort of thing and so backtracking was just a nightmare um and that happened more than once two levels towards the end i'd done a lot of the level and then it went and then I'd realised that actually the bit of the level with all the characters that I was meant to do that objective with was way, way back. And it just wasn't clear enough. So things I liked, the headshots. I think I mentioned that. Mm. Um, it was super nice. Um, and something that um, I think so. The very almost the very last level kind of takes place in this warehouse. And again, there was some nice... So it must have been two factions, actually. So, yeah, there's a level where lots of respawning enemies, but it felt almost like a deathmatch map because you had uh, characters constantly shooting at each other in the crossfire and you're kind of doing your own sort of um, element in between. Um, so um, that that was um, quite a nice level because it was so different. But then um, 
on that they're all wearing Kelvar, and so the whole the old way of sort of using your sort of lock-on floaty control was just not good enough at going to sort of kill, killing these characters. So almost every single one you had to sort of headshot, and mm. um, it got it got pretty skillful and pretty interesting. And, and and again, that was better because if I missed one, it was instant death. There was you know I'd, it, yeah, it's going to be harder because I'll probably be down to low health and what have you, but I could. Uh, recover the situation or just you know pump lots of shots into the body and just hope for the best but that that was when it was at most enjoyable was there were a couple of missions at the end which sort of um worked quite nicely on the that sort of level um the sniper too was quite nice as well yeah again you could zoom in um but at times very difficult very sort of long range and it felt always like the enemy could lock on and kill you quicker than you could manage to get your scope in place in time to sort of headshot them. But if you did it, you you know you felt really good about it. Um, the there were a few sort of um, items that you used to help you as well as a torch, and um, I think on some of the levels there are. Um, I can't remember if there's diffusers, but there were other sort of objects that you used as sort of the mission um, objectives. Um, that also was really difficult at the start. And this is my own fault, this one, was um, I didn't realise there was a weapon wheel. So you hold down select, and then you press L2 and R or R2 to cycle through the weapons, and it comes up at the top. And that's where it shows like the flashlight and some of these other uh, mission objective ones. I was just pressing the select button to switch between weapons. But what that does is it doesn't take into account the non-lethal stuff. It just was doing the shot weapons. So I right. didn't realise. Yeah. There was a video tutorial on the main menu that explains that. So I take full responsibility for that <laughs> one. Um, it, 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 it grew on me. It did yeah. grow on me, but I will be reluctant to recommend uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'd, I'd, I I appreciated what it was trying to do. I liked the very direct. Uh, the, it did feel quite direct at times, and I liked that 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 it wasn't sprawling. You know, I didn't. Although I had problems with some of these levels where I'd get through the whole level and I'd have to backtrack, that wasn't. I could have just switched that off, restarted the game, you know, um, and sort of... Um, and there are proper checkpoints through the level, but if you switch it off, you don't get to sort of keep those checkpoints. But, you know, I could have just gone, well, okay, I should have explored this bit a bit more. I'll switch it off and I'll restart. I didn't have to backtrack. Um, and so I think if this was a game which I had at maybe at the time and didn't have any PlayStation games... I suspect this is a game that I would replay. You know, it would be. I can understand how people could get very attached to this game, yeah. for it being something that uh, you could you could definitely master. This there is there is elements of getting good and enjoying getting good. Um, I just think some of it's happy accident rather than um, actual good game design. Out of interest, the final boss battle. How did you find yeah, that? Yeah, ter- terrible final boss is what I've written here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. For any particular reason? Yeah, <laughs> it was shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, it was. 
It was shit. Yeah. They, they were all shit, but this one was... Pre- and, and, and actually, when I looked at this <laughs> before we started recording, I was like, I can't remember it. I thought I might have to look at it, but then I did remember it. I remembered how I did it. It was stupid. It was just a stupid boss battle, wasn't it? It was like, if I remember right, you just, you just like shoot him when he's got poison in his hand or something and he dies in one hit or something stupid like that. So this is the, this was my question for you. So I what like I said, I watched the the walkthrough. I watched the, you know the whole first mission through, and then skipped around, and then watched the very end. And it looked to me like the, there was a cutscene, and the guy who was playing it, threw, you mentioned a gas grenade earlier on. Um, it looked to yeah. me like he just threw the gas grenade, and that was the battle yeah. over. But maybe he threw yeah. the gas grenade, then shot the poison vial or something. But I don't know. I, I, it, it was literally over in five seconds. Grenade. Yeah, I think I think the checkpoint was literally on the on that guy. There were some other guys like high up in sort of glass sort of areas. It felt like almost like a doom level at some do you know what yeah. I mean? Do you know like 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 a warehouse sort of thing? Uh so they were shooting down at you, so but the checkpoint was fucking awful. You know, it was like he was behind me. Every yeah. time I spawned, he was behind me and just shooting me in the back because of the way the game saved. It was just like what what is this? So I just, I would just, I think I just randomly just chucked a bunch of grenades and he just died. Right. I mean, it was just, honestly, it was just like, well, that's great, isn't it? I mean, every, every one of those sort of, the only good one was that chopper one that I mentioned that at least had some idea of shoot in open and then when the chopper gets close, try and try and get yourself into cover or roll away, roll to the side. But every single one where you sort of man on man, they were just terrible. Terrible setups. Well, I mean, we know from yeah. from Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand that a, a, a helicopter boss is, <laughs> is golden, isn't it? You know, so good that you can bring it back three well, times. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I just thought you should mention that because I, I, when I played that, I didn't realise obviously that came from Metal Gear. Metal Gear is the the root of this, isn't it? The chopper yeah, battles. Absolutely. Every time I see a chopper battle now, I'm like, it's Metal Gear, isn't it? Chopper on the roof. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just. Yeah, and, and and it's interesting as well. So I I, I did some. Dig- I, I played a little bit of the second one as well, just to okay. see. Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same game. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. They've gone the don't uh, in broke don't fix it. I mean, the first level does a little bit more. It kind of you have a par- you kind of on a parachute, which is proper James Bond. You know, coming down yes, the snowy mountains, right, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And so I get the feeling they might have expanded some of the gameplay a little bit to be a little bit less dry and a little bit more um, interesting in terms of locations. I mean, the the look of a lot of this game was very grey, dark, horrid. I mean, just, just disgusting looking. Um, so I think I think the second one might improve on that. I might even play it. I know that sounds bizarre <laughs> from everything I've said. Yeah. But I might play it. Um because the gunplay was interesting towards the end, like I say, and I kind of I've got used to, and 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 the other reason why I think it's a quick sort of cash grab. The second one was the menus were all the same, like right? The same graphical style, got you. and the sound effects were all the same, and the way you switch weapons was all the same. So it felt very much like you've just reskinned this. Yeah. Um, and then I looked, and they've made tons of these. They made like eight of them, and then I think, I think. So I was watching some videos on them, and there was a guy talking about them, and they liked the first one, they liked the second one, they liked the third one, and they went to PS2, and then at some point on the PS2, they finally added 
twin stick control, third camera. Right. Yeah, third yeah. person camera. Nobody likes it anymore. Everybody thinks it's a rubbish game now. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's just something about people just want something they know. I think there's something about that with the series. I think I think a lot of people pick this up because it was probably at a time when there wasn't much else to play, maybe, and they just rinsed it and played it again and again and again, and that's all they ever wanted. And yeah. they didn't want anything different. And so I'm kind of not surprised the series has died to death because... That whole aiming mechanic is so odd and so unnecessary in modern design of video games. Um, it's and 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 this is why I, this is why it will all sound really contradictory because yeah, I kind of miss the idea of games which just didn't do things properly. You know, it reminded yeah. me a bit of Gun Valkyrie. I don't know if you've ever played that. I haven't. Played no, on the Xbox. No. I mean, it has the most bizarre control scheme going for a for sort of a, a mech game where you constantly have to click in the sticks before you can move either the right <laughs> or left, and it really hurts your hands after a while. Wow, yeah. Um, and, but I loved it because it's so unique and different, and so I can kind of get it. It's just... It was never going to be for me exactly this, maybe. I... Yeah. <laughs> I think, and I think the t- the problem is, is the touchstones that I've mentioned: Metal Gear Solid, GoldenEye, Tomb Raider, all take bits of what this is doing, but do it better. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think Tomb Raider is better platforming and better puzzles and better switch. And it, it did. It that was one thing I really noticed as well when you're trying to operate switches. It's very much like Tomb Raider, where you have to get exactly aligned, otherwise it won't work. You know, you have to turn exactly. You know. Um, um, 180 with the wall that you're pressing the switch with. If you're slightly on an angle, it won't work. There's lots of that in the game. Mm. Um, so yeah, Tomb Raider does the platforming better. I think GoldenEye does the mission structure better, particularly because GoldenEye does the whole thing where if you play on higher difficulties, you get extra objectives. This, yes. this game doesn't do any of that. And then Metal Gear, I think, just has better cinematic quality to it. You know, it, the mm. characters are good. The, 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 the voice acting is good. Uh, it's funny and humorous and... Um, you know, uh, bizarre, and this is just too straight laced. The voice acting was terrible. <laughs> Again, I saw some video where somebody said, "I think in one of the games they they had somebody vo- doing the voice different for Gabe, or Gabe wasn't in it, and he was going, oh, this game's rubbish because Gabe's really iconic.' I thought this character is not iconic in the slightest. I'm sorry, he's the he's just the definition of cutty clutter, you know, hard guy." There we go. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, see, <laughs> this is the thing with nostalgia. If Sony had been at E3 uh, last week and they had said, we're bringing back Gabe Logan, I would have been out of my chair leaping around. <laughs> <laughs> right? And now, not so much, because you reminded me that it probably wasn't as great as I remember. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Um, they included it on the PlayStation Classic, so you know. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I think people do have really fond memories of this. I just, it it is, it is the PlayStation's Golden Eye. I think that's what it is. Yeah. In all, did you did you play Golden Eye back in the day, or was this it? Or or, I played Golden Eye. I would have played Golden Eye after I played this. Um, Okay. Because again, I didn't have an N sixty four, but at university. 
in uh, yeah probably the year after I would have played this um we had a friend who used to bring yeah an N64 and four pads around to our house and we would play Goldeneye till this you know stupid o'clock in the morning so um yeah clearly looking back I can see that that was the that was the superior game but but yeah this this one definitely held a, a real place in my heart for a long time but yeah, perhaps I it's, it, honestly, it's so late. I remember back in '99. I mean, the Dreamcast was already out in Japan. I was seeing footage of Soul Calibur played in import yeah. shops, you know. Yeah. So something like this is just, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think, you know, Metal Gear Solid kind of put me in a false sense of security because I think I remember saying last time. So, Game PlayStation games haven't aged that badly. They're all quite <laughs> playable and quite good. I'm yeah. surprised how good they all are. I'm su- you know, this is great. And I was expecting something similar. And then when I got this, I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. And Metal Gear Solid didn't, didn't have flat faces for a start. Well, no. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, they didn't have faces properly. I do know that. I mean, they had, they had the, you know, fake. But, but. Did did faces in the cutscenes, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. didn't have siege, but you know, it, 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 oh, just, just, yeah. I don't know. It and and I think and and, and actually, that final boss still bugs the hell out of me because it just it's a flat ending. Yeah, there is yeah. no ending to this game. I mean, they could have done something interesting. They, there's no payoff. There's no. There's nothing where I just thought, oh, you know, I, it's so flat. You know, again, compared to Metal Gear, which just pulls out all the stops, you know, it's like one thing after another after another at the end of that game. Um, I can't remember Goldeneye, but, you know, the set pieces galore in that game, it just missed some of that bombast for me. It it felt like a real solid title of the PlayStation era. But unfortunately, a solid title from the PlayStation era ain't going to cut it 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's, times have moved on far too much for this stuff. Um, so, but I appreciate it. Gen- genuinely, like, I, I don't, I I think you think if you ever choose something that's a bit like this again, then I won't. But I, I did bizarrely quite enjoy it and uh, enjoy playing something that is so old and clearly, clearly feeling old, um, <laughs> you know, um, the, f- the frame rate, I mean, ter- I mean, oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> even, even the thing, the th- I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but I remember playing Doom even on the Jaguar. The, that, that, that felt better in terms of frame rate. And that was years before. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, yeah. Anyway. Uh, one final thing then before we finish talking about Siphon Filter. So I mentioned the taser. Did you use the taser? Um, I used it a little bit, but then... And uh, again, I, I, I was I, so I was doing a bit of fishing around of like trying to find out like maybe why people enjoyed this, and it was mentioned, and it was like I read some article, and it's like everybody was like, "Oh, the taser's brilliant." I tried it out. Um, yeah, I can understand that, but how was it meant to be as overpowered as it was? I suppose was it meant to? Well, I don't know. It so like so I remember finding it satisfying, but then I also remember it being completely horrific as well. So I don't know if you ever used it and held held the button down but it would literally set them alight if you if you yeah, carried yeah, yeah. on using it yeah 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 it's awful yeah <laughs> but i probably thought that was well, cool yeah, when i was no. 18 but but yeah, yeah I, th- yeah. I think, but it, it did mention that on this app, you know they mentioned yeah. like how cool the taser was and like how over the top it was yeah which 
I can definitely understand. And um, especially there's these scientists that are, you know have no weapons and stuff. And I suppose it would have been great fun just kind of picking on these hapless scientists and just frying them to death. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, that was. At my age, that ain't gonna be. I'm not gonna. Do, I didn't use that. And go. Oh my god, this is yeah. the best game of the year. It's never gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, is it? You know. No, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you, you at least found some some positive out of that experience, given given the troubles you had with it. Uh, as you say, you know. Uh, so- oh, I, I was so close. To, like I was so close to saying to you, um, I'm gonna have to give up and choose something else. Um, yeah. there's not many games I give up on as well mm. um, so it, it was because it was pure stealth though um, yeah it, it's no surprise to me that that would have been the thing I mean and 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 I just kind of as soon as that level came about my heart sank a little bit because the first few levels I was making good progress and although it was difficult and I had lots of problems and lots to moan about I thought I'm, at least I'll get through this fairly quickly yeah but that just took a long time. I don't know. I, I just yeah. There can't be many people playing this uh, game in 2019. So hey ho. I find it quite oddly fun that I'm here struggling with the game <laughs> when I've got all these other you know wonderful easy fun experiences to jump straight into, and I'm here struggling to beat some flipping stealth mission on bloody siphon filter. Oh, well, yeah. Do update me if you if you play the second because I, that was a thoroughly entertaining listen. <laughs> Hearing your, I, I may well you... do. Genuinely, I may well do. I, I think I think I can't jump into it straight away. No, but, um, no. Um, I think and and I might it might be better balanced. You know, um, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. um, um, I think I would enjoy sort of maybe doing the headshots and all that sort of stuff again. Um, and I, I suppose what I'm kind of more interested in it is will it do those bombastic moments a bit better because that was what was really missing like i say do things that um um, i don't know you know fly in a plane or do you know what i mean do things that are different than just the straight run and gun and and hide and diffuse and whatnot but do things that just take the character and do action scenes with you know skiing down a snow slope or what do you know what i mean just yeah absolutely expand on some of that so I'd be interested to know whether it goes in that direction or not. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay. Well, those were the games we played last time out. So I guess it's time to look at what we're going to be playing uh, in time for a future episode. Um, so we we've had a bit of a chat about this beforehand, uh, and we've kind of pre-picked one of the games we're going to be playing, um, which is Dragon Quest Eleven, um, which is quite a big undertaking. <laughs> so I need to pick. Uh, which I was supposed to have done. In fact, I do know what I'm going to pick for the other game we're going to play. Um, so we've, we've got a bunch of games that, that we both own and haven't played. So I've been, I've been looking through those, and I think we're going to play uh, Steam World Heist. Okay. Um, and purely because I've—I don't know that I've ever played that style of game before. I am I right in saying that that it is similar in format to kind of an XCOM? type strategy yes. choose it yeah i don't think i've ever played yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of game before so i'm keen no. to try it um okay yeah yeah i i, I think so this is pure uh, if i'm right it's purely 2d um, yes whereas i think the XCOM types are more generally been more 3d and stuff okay right but i, I 
Do you know what I mean? It's more yeah. um, grid-based and move your guys around and then... I mean, isn't Fallout... Have you not played Fallout 3 then? Because that... I've played Fallout, Fallout 3. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I get... Yeah, I love Fallout 3. It I guess of... I hadn't put it in that... In my head, I hadn't aligned those types of games. But yeah, I guess you're right. It is and it isn't because, you know, um, it's free movement. But yeah. but it has the same thing of, um, you know, um, look, you know, uh, distant shots and things like that. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is in 2D. Um, and have you played SteamWare Dig? Yes. Yeah. Just okay. the first one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I think there's another SteamWare game coming out fairly soon as well. Uh, Quest well, is, is, is out already, Quest, I think. That's right. Yeah, is it card card based? I think. I don't know a huge amount about based, that. Yeah, more like a turn based RPG, I think, kind of yes. set up. Yeah, you know, where you're battling sort of side by side, but with cards is what I yeah. sort of took away from what I've seen of it. Um, but no, I'm the same as you. I don't. I've never played an XCOM game. Um, I'm probably interested in playing Mario. Plus rabbits at some point. Yes, yeah, really of course. Cool yeah. Um, but um, Steam World, I like I like the style of it. I like yeah. the look of the, the games. I think they've got a really strong, unique look. And um, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, well, that's about it for this episode then. So uh, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, we'll be back at a later date uh, talking about those two particular games, SteamWorld Heist and Dragon Quest XI. Uh, we'll probably do something in between with some, some other bits and pieces we've been playing as well. Um, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're on there at CatchUpPod with two Ps. Um, but yeah, thanks ever so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend, uh, try and help us spread the word and, and get, uh, get the, get the show out there to a few more ears because we, we, listenership's going up, uh, slowly but surely. Um, and, uh, it'd be really great to, to have some more people joining in. So, uh, thanks ever so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Cheerio.